Well, hello. My name is William Kyle Glenn. I go by Kyle, and you are listening to The Conscious Bro Show on 91.9 WDRT Radio Free Space. And I'm sitting here on a nice Friday, and across from me is Lamont McFerrin, my guest. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. For having me. Yeah. Do you, you, you want to just say a little bit more about yourself? Um, sure. I am a mindfulness educator. I'm a psychotherapist, and I also teach Tai Chi. That's it. Cool. Yeah. I already said my name, but I, me and my girlfriend own a cleaning company here called Clean Sheen. I also am a mindfulness instructor, although I guess I'm currently on pause right now (laughs) with everybody else, kind of with cleaning, although that's picking up a little bit. Okay. I'm also an authenticity coach. I help people find their way and find their magic and build a life that works more for them on a soul level. And so usually what we do on the Conscious Pro Show is we just check in. So I'm going to, at the beginning, so I'm just going to check in with you, let you know how I'm feeling right now. Um, Where do I start? <laughs> just take a breath. <sighs> um, So one exciting thing that I've been noticing, and I call it exciting because I'm always excited about um, growth potential in me. I've really been steering my head on how much, like really focusing in my vision on how much I look at information. I've, I'm wanting to do more in my life. I'm wanting to accomplish more and be more productive in my days. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm wanting to like seize the day more. And I'm wondering, I've always had a hard time with time management. I'm wondering where my time's going. Like, Where's my time going? Where's my time going? And I have such a, a raw appetite for information. Like, I just want to learn. I love learning. I love taking it in. And I've always thought that to be, like, a really good thing. And there are benefits to that. But I'm really starting to see this now on a new light of, like, it being an addiction. And that, and that there's a way that I'm really, I've really seen that um, I'm doing it to escape something in a lot of ways, like there's things that I need to do in my life. And I, it's like controlling my life. I'm constantly going to the information, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I just recently, this last week, actually, I just started it yesterday. I did, uh, I was going to like just do two minutes or not, sorry, not two minutes, two hours of like unstructured researching and internet time Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And so I didn't, I didn't, uh, I did it. I didn't, it was hard at first, but like, I felt this like relief, this absolute relief of like, just that was over there. I got to spend time in nature and I got to focus on my life. And I really felt more empowered to accomplish stuff. You mean during the rest of the day? Yeah. And I was like, I just knew that like, I'm not going to look at the phone. I'm not going to look at the email. I'm not going to look at social media. And, um, it was kind of hard at first, but like just having that relief, there was this sense of relief that, um, I just knew I was somehow, I've never really been able to, to set that solid boundary, but I, I was able to do it once successfully. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm typing my stuff and I get a post out like just like before the buzzer <laughs> of two hours. <laughs> and then, you know, then this morning I kind of, you know, cause I, I posted something controversial and. You know, I was, I actually kind of made a little, a blunder, a little mistake on my post. So I had to like correct it and stuff. 
And uh, that kind of, I pulled me back in and I yeah. saw like three hours of my time just get frittered away. Yeah, right. And I was sucked into the zone. And I was like, man. I, so what's happening is I'm just really seeing the consequence on my emotional well-being and my state and where like mm-hmm. a lot of my time's mm-hmm. going and is it really worth it? And I, I see this this great potential to uh, for growth here to like to um you know take advantage of that and to take control of that part of my life. Yeah, finding finding moderation, right? Yeah, I so, have the same struggle too. So yeah, I can relate. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's other stuff going on. That, I think that's probably good. Well, I think now. it's interesting, you know, how um, yesterday, how after you made the decision, I'm gonna I'm gonna be free from this for until tonight. Mm-hmm. You make that decision, and then you were free. I was, yeah. <laughs> you know, made the decision. You made to the be decision, free. yeah, right. And then you were for. Well, it, it's it's amazing how liberating it can be, and I didn't know it was going to be liberating. I mean, I kind of I felt yeah. that way before, kind of like when sometimes I'll lose my. In the past, when I've lost my phone, yeah, it's just like, oh god, I don't have to think about that thing going off anymore. Yeah, and yeah. so I, it, there's just something about it where like, oh, I have permission to be here where I'm at, yeah, and and away from the concerns of the world, and uh, yeah. I had success with that. So I, I have this clear direction of like, wow, more of this, more, yeah, less, you know, being like a, you know, an internet, like yeah. freedom fighter mm-hmm. or whatever. I view myself yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Right. JP Sears has a funny, funny bit about that. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've seen that. Yes. Yes. I've seen that. It's really good. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, information overload is a real thing. And it really like kind of wigs our minds out, I believe, you know. It's like it's just too much data. We're not we're not designed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do the same thing. I'll just lose my mind scrolling sometimes. You know, and then yesterday I took the day off too. You know, from the from the whole um Facebook scene and I just felt so much better. Because I made the decision, too. That's really interesting. Oh, you did? Just yeah. yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. And then, I think, I wonder if it has to do with, all these planets are going retrograde right now. Like uh, Pluto, or not Pluto, what is it? Jupiter just went retrograde. Venus just went retrograde. Did Pluto go retrograde? Something else went retrograde, too. Yeah. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's Well, like today really I was it. back in it, too. Oh, you were back <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. What were the results? That's cool that we've... we've... Yeah, I felt great yesterday. I felt great yesterday too. And you know, today yeah. I like screwed around and I'm like, Yo, yeah. I feel like I'm getting in internet battles with people. And, um, I, yeah. I feel like kind of disoriented and like, uh-huh. like, um, like my essence is being like pulled out of me by yeah. this device. So you're feeling like discombobulated. Yeah. Like the mind is like, you get a lot of things going on at once in your mind, sort of like in the background, you know, it's like these programs that are running. You know, these. Yeah. So we got it's like we're on the computer and we're like getting useful information. I put quotations on that. <laughs> I think I determine it's useful, but like, yeah. And we're, you know, we want to be informed. We want to be on that. But like, what if like just the act of doing that, not that you don't ever do it, but like the, right. doing that too much. What if you just put it all down and just were where you where you were at? <laughs> I've I've just I'm starting to find out the more. How, how fulfilling that really is, uh-huh. especially being around where we live now and being around nature and 
Well, yeah. So I'm going to go with that. That's and good. That's really, you know, what mindfulness is all about. Too. It is. It is. It's like the mind is not designed to take in that much data. Mm. You know, I mean, how long have humans been around? And just like in the last few years, we're just starting to pound information, you know, information and misinformation, you know, and like countering it, trying, age. To, trying to figure out what is what and what's real and what's not. What I've noticed for me, I really know I'm overdoing it when I dream about it, oh, I, yeah. I dream about like posting or something. It's like, and it's like a superficial dream. It doesn't feel good. You know, it's like I'm barely sleeping, but my mind is like just churning away trying to, you know, on some like Facebook uh, argument or something, you know, debate, you know, yeah. and it's just like, ah, oh. then I know I'm, <laughs> I'm in too deep. Well, you know, <laughs> what, <laughs> one thing that I understand now is that like, we have like, when you take in information, yeah. and this goes for emotions too, when you're feeling all these emotions and you're taking in information, you have to digest that. There's like a digestive oh, yeah. system. Oh, yeah. Like you have to sit. Mm -hmm. This is what, you know, for all the benefits of meditation, this is also one of them. Just just sit still and process yeah. that information. And if you, don't, <clears throat> if you don't like spend that time, it's just the same as when you eat food, you digest yeah. it. So like you digest that information too. And if you're always, which I have done this a lot, if you're always intaking, gorging yourself with information, yeah. first of all, why are you doing that? You're probably doing that to get some kind of dopamine hit yeah. to feel good. But also your system's all clogged up. You can't process that and really let it sink in deep into your psyche and into your subconscious to actually do something with that information and like act on it, which is the whole purpose of taking it in the first place. Yeah. Like I think so moments of pause, moments of reflection, moments of in integration of that yeah. information need to be uh, focused on more. And I, I, that's what I'm trying to pick up now. That's a good word for it. Integrating <laughs> integration, information. Yeah. Not like, you know, and just having for me, a lot of it is just like having faith that the right information will come to me. That's so I don't have to like dig and dig and dig and you know, and, and uh, you know, also a lot of it for me too is, you know, uh, this is a t quite a time of uncertainty, huh? You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. has th have things ever been so uncertain? At least maybe since like World War Two, or I don't know. I mean, like things are so uncertain, right? At least yeah. to most people. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like people are like, including myself, are just like searching for something to like grasp onto some kind of thing to like make sense of what the heck is happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just, sometimes I wonder if I'm like searching, searching, searching and you know, I'm getting all this information yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm putting together like a puzzle, this, this world. But like, is yeah. that really to maybe part of that is I just feel uncomfortable just not knowing and, can I just simply be here and be okay not knowing what's going on Yeah, and accept a world that I don't understand? Yeah. Well, and it's just so complex. How can we fully really know the entire story anyway? You know, like the details, it's just like... I think it's impossible. Yeah, I think so too. You know, and for me, it's just, I feel better if I just go with my intuition Yeah. about whatever... Well, and you, you know, know, and I'm not needing all that. Inf I mean, I'm an inform information junkie. Too, me too. Me know. too, man. Just I think shoot the Red Hot Chili Peppers have that. Sh in shoot song. it up. Shoot up the info. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and like uh, you were saying that, oh man, I lost my train of thought. You're talking about being an information junkie? Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I can't I can't remember where I was gonna go with that. Okay. Yeah, but um, down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> blanking here. Okay, well, do you want to go on to the next? Anything else do you want to say about your check-in? Um, yeah, I want to say that I'm kind of determined to be more moderate, mm-hmm. just in general, with my uh, media input. You know, I mean, I've gone on media fasts in the past, like mm-hmm. a week, zero media, boom. You know, no news. I won't even, like, look at a billboard when I'm driving, or I'll try not to. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe I'm due for one of those. I don't, I'm not sure. You know, I just I want to bring it more into my life. And it's interesting, though, when, I, when I'm in the middle of a media fast and I'm driving, and my mind starts, like, holding on to, like, a negative thought, my, my hand starts reaching for the radio. <laughs> you know, like I want to yeah. like forget. It. I want to repress the thought or whatever. I don't want to deal with that emotion. Right. So I want to turn on the radio so I can like just get lost in that world. Yeah. And thank you know, that is kind of like what you were saying. Earlier. Well, and that just inspired. Now I just remember what I was going to say. Since you said that good. Uh, it seems like since everything's so uncertain now and like it's almost like when has there ever been a time where you can't believe it? What anybody says, any of the people on social media, the news, medical, it's like, nobody believes anybody. <laughs> yeah, so right. what can you believe? Well, how about your intuition? Yeah. How right. about you take this time to develop the trust in yourself and your own inner knowing and your intuition yeah, for sure. So that's what I, I am also trying to practice that too. for sure. And when my mind is feeling less discombobulated, more clear, I'm just way more certain of my intuition. Totally. You know, totally. That's, yeah. that's the reality. Of yeah. It. So get like, take time to pause Yeah. and filter through, like integrate all that information. And then when you hit that time of quiet, yeah, you will access your pathway to your inner knowing, your heart, your intuition. Yeah. And that's really like the best thing that you have to like know what, what's really up to be yeah. able to follow that. And that takes faith and trust and um yeah. being uncomfortable like with the unknown yeah and not necessarily having to wrap your mind around some kind of concept of understanding of what's going on yeah and it's like well the way the quakers put it they say that um god speaks in a very subtle quiet voice so they they like sit in silence and wait until like one of them is inspired to speak you know they listen for that I voice like that. Yeah, it's cool. But I mean, when when I'm like really engaged fully with like the media or Facebook, let's say. Then my mind is so busy, I can't even hear that subtle voice. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It gets drowned out by this. It's like a loud radio tsunami of. Yeah. Chatter. And Mm -hmm. just like there's so much bad energy, no matter how you slice it or dice it. You know, it's information, but it's also it comes with this energy and everybody's calling everybody else an idiot. And <laughs> you know, it's like a popular term nowadays. Yeah. And my, like, we, we do all this stuff out of habit and like looking. And then a lot of times when, when you have all that commotion going on in your head, like how often, cause I will just get, go with it. But like, how often do you sit there and like, do I really feel good doing this? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, right. why am I doing this? This doesn't feel good. Like, yeah, I'm like, absorbed into what i'm doing going down this thing and my like solar plexus is on uh-huh. fire my get triggered my, yeah yeah and i'm like oh god and then you stop and you're like you get sucked back into it uh-huh. 
So I guess it sounds like the it's cool that we're both on the same path. Yeah, it sounds it like really the moral of this is, you know, everything in moderation, including yeah. information and yeah. uh, the middle path and the, yeah, the middle path. And in the information age, like seems like information's the biggest drug. Can it be. is. It Can is be. a big drug. It is. Especially, I mean, just think of with all this, um, the safer at home quotes with my fingers order. I mean, people are trapped in their houses with a huge TV screen, you know, for days, for weeks, months. Talk about, I don't know, just, I don't know, the perfect storm for information overload. Yeah. You know, so a lot of us are dealing with that. We're all fucked. I mean, we're all, a lot of us are just agitated about it. And then we like blame each other. I'm agitated because you're an idiot. You know, it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> it's funny if you really look at the human condition that way, you know, we're, we're way into like blaming each other. Well, it's, it's much easier to, um, it's much easier to point a finger and deflect than sit in your own stuff. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I don't, I think it's, culturally it's a habit yeah for a lot of us well you know, i mean it's like not easy either though it's never it's okay about short term for the short term to just be like oh no it's not me oh no it's those people it's those people but like yeah. if you if you if you take accountability and accept it there might be like a little sting with that like ah god ah <laughs> uh -huh. that's how it is for me at least i'm just speaking my own but then once you humble yourself with that yeah. realization then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can, I am accountable now. Like I understand that like, um, it, it, there's a certain level of power that comes with that accountability that like you're in charge of your life and that like yeah. you can make a change yeah. when you accept that you're not a victim. Yeah. Right. You're empowered at that point, mm -hmm. you know, and w we decide for ourselves where our life, what happens right. essentially. So we should probably move on. Unless you, what do you think? What do you think is the answer? Just like meditating, right? Like and sitting still and. Um... Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you, you talk about the, the mind needs to process this mm -hmm. information. If we're engaged with a lot of information, we, we need to have time to just sit in stillness or just still the mind as, uh, best, as, as much as we can. You know, for me, what's really helping a lot is like the Wim Hof breathing. I've been doing that too with, yeah. with your uh, awesome, inspiration. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've held my breath now um, three minutes and 30 seconds. Dang, man. Yeah. I, I got, I spiked up to like a little over two minutes and then I've been, I haven't been able to get past that yet. Okay. But I got, I've I was doing it minutes. like 45 minutes a day for a while. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> but I noticed what happens to my mind during this, Wim Hof thing, which I'll just describe real briefly. It's just like, it's like power breathing where you take this big breath in and you just let go. So you're like breathing in more than you're letting go essentially. And you just keep going. It's a fast pace. And then you get done and then you hold your breath for a while and then you do it again, you know, that kind of thing. And so in, in some ways you're hyper oxygenating your system and but I noticed my mind, it really tends to like all the extraneous chatter like quiets down. I think it's because when I'm holding my breath for a, like a long period of time, my mind is like, danger, danger, you know, 
let's just get focused. Oh yeah, yeah. I <laughs> noticed so, that. So I noticed just, that too. My mind gets very just like um more simple, more clear for sure. And just I don't know, it really helps me deal with with all the information because I have like breaks from it. Yeah. You know, where where I can really get to that place of peace. Peace of mind, my body just relaxes and my body's buzzing with like energy. Yeah, you can really feel it when you do that. Yeah, I recommend you, uh, you guys listening to try that. He's got an app and he's got free app, free app, and videos on YouTube. I do this in the morning too. Monty inspired me to do it, That's so cool. thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've been doing it in the morning, although I missed it because today because the information sucked it sucked me oh, out of yeah, it. But yeah, I've been yeah. doing it. I've been doing yeah, it. Uh, another thing that I'm doing, at, I'll just tell you at night. Every, every uh-huh. night before I go to bed, I do like a 30 minute heart meditation. I don't really have time to take you through it, but basically I, I focus my energy. I do this process beforehand, but I focus my energy on my heart beating. Uh-huh. I feel the rhythm of the heart. And then I focus the, on my, the field and the love and the fire and the uh-huh. warmth from my heart. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. I start to like feel like I start to like have my heart energy hold the areas in my body that are in pain. I just visualize it like kind of holding any tension or pain spots that I have in my body. And it really kind of like enlivens me when I do that. I do that for a half hour. And then after that I do a a light detox. So I, well, actually I've already started the light detox. I light candles, turn off the lights. So I try to do at least an hour of light detox. So I do like, so just where like kind of like the fake lights are off and we just got natural light and, you know, got windows opened getting the air in and then i after i'm done i'll just do like in 30 minutes of just sitting still and just doing nothing and like it could either be contemplating Mm -hmm. the day closing out the day meditating or literally just sitting there and doing nothing i just give my permission just to sit there and do nothing and you know sometimes i'll kind of fall asleep or sometimes i'll just sit there and do nothing but it kind of helps that whole integration of information nice Cool. All right. Let's let's move on here. Hey, good job there, Kyle, putting out all those vibes yeah. into the world. Oh, you too, man. Energy is reality. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the most we really can do for world peace probably right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know? step away from the information. I mean, like, if if people, uh, I don't know, man. I just wonder if people put, put just stepped away from it for a while, how much better they would feel. Let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so um, we're going to move on. So in the last, before the coronavirus hit, I was talking about spiritual awakening and the steps of spiritual awakening. I want to kind of continue that now uh, since we focused the last two on coronavirus stuff um, and like sustainability. So we were talking about this, the process of spiritual awakening. In the first episode, we talked about the waking up stage, whereas basically like you think reality is one way you go your whole life doing things this way. And all of a sudden something happens where it's like, ping, like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. things are not what I thought they were. My life is life is not what it seems like I've been lied to, or I've been, things aren't just the way that I originally thought they were. And, yeah. and you kind of awaken to a whole nother realm of existence. Has that happened to you before? Oh yeah. <laughs> so then uh the next stage that we talk about this is a bliss stage. So now this is the stage where 
you start to explore these spiritual realities and usually you get really ungrounded and just, you're just like kind of like delving in, in the bliss and you can be like, I don't know. A lot of people in this stage, you know, a lot of people view these people as crazy. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I was kind of like exploring with substances and like using a bunch of Adderall and, and, um, and like, you know, a lot of people in this stage can like, people could think want to put them in mental institutions and stuff yeah. or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that it's a really beautiful stage, but you know, you're really ungrounded. And then the next stage is the dark night of the soul. So it's like you found out there's this new reality and life's not what it seems. And you just explore like, oh, my God, life's so beautiful. My heart's opening like, you know, life's so grand. Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden, like the chickens come home to roost and you start to have uh -huh. to deal with some of these like um, dark emotions. Okay. And that this is yeah. called the dark night of the soul. And this is a common, anybody that's had a spiritual awakening knows this period. Cause this is when you really have to work through some of your stuff. You can call it karma. You can call it like, uh, you know, pain from your childhood or whatever. But, um, just, uh, do you have an experience with the dark night of soul or how would you describe it yourself? Well, I don't know. One thing, what came to mind when you're describing these stages you know and you know in stage two like the the awakening stage or whatever mm. or the experiencing something new stage i was just like chanting like hours and hours every day you know i went through it and i just had this realization i felt it in my bones and in my everywhere that like everything was perfect i came to that realization right mm -hmm. and then so I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. <laughs> you know, and I started telling all, telling all my friends. And then everybody started attacking me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Who are you to? And then I, then I started thinking. I mean, I guess that was the dark night of the soul for me, you know, in, in some ways. I'm sure I've had many, actually, you know. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that, that's a good example of a transition to like both of those for sure. Yeah, like for me, like I guess I got I wrote down some descriptions for it. Like for me, it's like there's a feeling of like pain and like despair, mm. kind of like when the when this, I'm just expressing what happened to me when when it happened. Like mm -hmm. a feeling of uh, chickens coming home to roost, like coming back to reality. It's a very mm. sobering feeling. Mm -hmm. You kind of like before you were exploring these realms of how beautiful everything is and how connected everything. Mm -hmm. is but then you f start to find out that like not everything's like sunshine and rainbows so to speak mm -hmm. um you start to question yourself you start to question like what you're doing you have a tendency to give up at the stage and kind of like go back mm -hmm. um you know the bliss is gone no more feel good no more bliss bias tough realities intense emotions struggle hard times you can you feel like you're gonna die complete collapse and life life hits rock bottom, so to speak. Mm. And that's, that's kind of what happened to me. I, I'm just trying to think of, mm -hmm. I can share experience to this. Um, you know, a lot of these started hitting for me, like when, you know, Adderall ran out for me uh, okay. <laughs> because I, you know, that seems like people are like, Oh yeah, you're just addicted. But I had some like amazing spiritual highs with this thing and, and just with everything that I was doing. But when yeah. that went away, it yeah. was like, Oh my God, you just walked away from your job. Oh my God, how are you going to pay the bills? Oh my God, like uh, you just got your career and you just ruined your career. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. And like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I certainly can't go work for the bank anymore. And so I'm sitting uh-huh. there in my apartment and I, I didn't want to go. I had left corporate America uh-huh. and I explored these amazing highs, done all these research, like looking for UFOs in the sky, like joining, like going to like spiritual conferences and like doing uh-huh. all this stuff. I had all yeah. this money saved up. But when that money was out, uh-huh. I thought so. <laughs> I thought that at this time, like I said, the bliss stage are very ungrounded. So I thought it was around 2012 and I thought like the world was going to come to an end or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And so like I, uh, um, I like was preparing for that. Like I thought we were going to like all ascend or something was going to happen. Oh, okay. Jesus was going to come back or I don't even yeah. know what was going to happen. But like, and so like I like maxed out all my credit cards. I like, I had like, I had really good credit back then too, man. Uh, and I, uh, <laughs> it's building up again, but like I maxed them all out and uh got ready for this and so you know it was kind of there was a kind of a time where i was like whoa i just maxed out all my credit cards like i got no credit i don't have a job i don't know how i'm gonna pay rent yeah and this like oh god what did i just do yeah and uh and i had to like i had to start asking my parents for money and oh man such like i felt like i was a loser like Mm -hmm. and I remember I felt that, um, you know, women aren't going to like be like, like me now or be attracted to me anymore. And Mm -hmm. I just like, I just like bowled down my reputation or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was just, um, I felt like a failure, felt like I ruined my life. And, um, yeah, I just, I went through this endless searching of like, what am I going to do? Like, and I tried to like, uh, I tried to like, so I was like, okay, well, I just need to find something that I love. I need, that's what I, if I, if I only find something that I love to do, that's what it is. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to work at the spiritual store, like this spiritual, like the center of mind, body and spirit. Mm -hmm. So I go there and it sucks. Like it wasn't good Uh, at all. I did not like it. And and I wasn't making any money. And yeah. I was just like, this isn't going to work. So then my next, so I guess I'm just running uh-huh. to new things to kind of fill the void. Or you're searching. Yeah, I'm searching. I, this is yeah. like my spiritual journey, but this yeah. is definitely a huge dark night of the soul. Uh-huh. And these stages like flip flop, you go from like dark night of the soul to like, you know, sometimes you can go back into the bliss stage okay. and you know, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's just so straightforward. Right. And I said that in some of the last episodes. So uh-huh. my next thing is like, I got to get out of St. Louis. Like, you know, right. and I had this moment and I, I might've said it on this, the last episode, but I'll say it again. Cause it's really crazy where like, I was making no money and I was like, I'm about to get a job at this bank again. And, uh, so I prayed with all my might to the sky. I'm like, uh-huh. dude, like God, angels, like yeah. whoever, like yeah. you need to send me a sign now, uh-huh. like, or, um, I'm going to go back and get a bank or get a job at Wells Fargo. Yeah. And like, Wells serious, Fargo. yeah, that's where I was working <laughs> Wells Fargo and, and U S bank. But like, uh, so I prayed really hard and like, seriously, like a few seconds later, this uh-huh. huge, like light in the sky, like almost like a supernova mm-hmm. went bloop, bloop, like expanded wow. and went down like uh-huh. right there. And I was like, it was like the coolest thing ever. It was like total, like instant, like affirmation. And I was like, okay, I mean, wow. I yeah. guess I won't. And at that time I decided to go to, um, uh, Arizona. I moved to Arizona mm-hmm. 
and I kind of went back into, uh, I went back into corporate world and I like was working for a, for a solar company mm-hmm. and I, and then I got a job at a CDW, CD, wait, CDG, dang it. CDW, sorry. CDW technology company. And, uh, and then I, it was really tough because I was like, I felt like I, I didn't belong and I didn't, nobody understood me. And I was trying to like talk about my spiritual ideals and, um, nobody understood and everybody thought I was going crazy. And I was just trying to like force my opinion on people. I'm like, no, this is what it's gotta be. And, and I went there on 2000 or on 2012 and I was like thinking that like, you know, something's going to happen. I'm in Sedona, like laying on a rock, staring at the sun, like, (laughs) you know, whatever, Uh, wondering uh, what's going to happen if uh, I'm going to like send to a higher vibration (laughs) and, you know, nothing happens. And, you know, just this like kind of deep, deep despair of like, Whoa, what did Mm. I just do? Mm -hmm. Little, I mean, at the time I didn't really kind of know, but like there, I don't think that that was wrong, that there's kind of like a shift, a raise in consciousness. It just wasn't going to just be like, beam me up, Scotty, like right away. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a process. Right, right. So you said you felt like that, though. You felt like, um, you know, a lot of people thought you were going crazy or whatever. Well, they, yeah, they thought I was just totally arrogant and just like effed up, you know, my opinion. It's funny because I ended up going to a, a living in a cabin in the UP for a while. Oh, wow. <laughs> By myself. Yeah. I, I want to hear about just, that. Whew, it was it was great, but it was rough. It was like I was starving too, you know, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I was poor and it, it wasn't even insulated. I had this big tent inside this cabin. I had like a electric heater in the tent. Nice. Outhouse, kind of near Lake Superior, you know. I just did a lot of hiking and so different than nowadays, you know, like zero information, you know, like screen time. What did you? F- what were you feeling during those times? Like, how long did you do that for? Uh, about nine months. Wow. So yeah. like what, what came up for you while you were there? Like what, what did you, can you, if you looking back now, like what were you working through? I don't know. I mean, I was trying to just be a writer and just went out there and like chanted a lot. I mean, I would go to my buddies on weekends, but I mean, a lot of despair, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, just like, uh, the beauty of nature helped, helped me a lot though, too. Yeah. You know, and I was kind of like looking for that boom, I'm going to make it, you know, I'm 28, bam, 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 here I am, you know, I'd hike to the top of a mountain every night for a while, I I was meditating on top of a mountain while the sun was setting, like, when the weather was nice, you know, nice, yeah, it was cool, but, but like I said, on the other hand, I was like starving, I'm sure I was malnourished, and Mm -hmm. I remember my, the worst meal of my entire life, it was a can of um, boiled potatoes, (laughs) <laughs> that's all I could afford this can of boiled potatoes. Wow. It was like <sighs> That's perfect. I mean that's that's the dark <laughs> night of the soul, folks, like right there. That is it. I had it when I was eating those potatoes, man, let me tell you. But you know, yeah, I'm glad I went through it. It was like a different um I bounced out of it, I guess. How what do you think you gained from it? Well, that's where I started doing Tai Chi. Oh, there you go. I met I met a Tai Chi teacher. And okay, so cool. I was do- in the woods doing my beginning Tai Chi every day. And so that I got that and I don't know, just fully understanding that I was kind of like in the artist type, you know, I was writing short stories and 
Yeah, I had my bongos and I don't cool. know. It, it was really like some pretty good highs and some pretty big lows yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, like what what's happening in this stage, the way that I see it is a mm-hmm. lot of like, you know, we're, we're going down this path to like a, a greater awareness or like to kind of be who we are. And so like you wake up, you're like, oh, there's more, there's more to life. And then you kind of get to explore some of the highs to that. But then it's like, no, you don't just get transported there. Like there's actually the reason why you haven't been there all along. Like why your whole like, well, in a way that you have been there all along, but like, yeah, you know, why yeah. didn't you know this before? Yeah. And there's yeah. all this like, I don't even know what you want to say. I'm sure, you know, trauma, like toxicity indoctrination or like lies that we believe Mm -hmm. subconsciously that are like standing in the way of who we are now and who we really are like our authentic self and so like when you hit this dark night of the soul stage you're starting to like kind of like turn up like the deep dark emotions like that you haven't ever really looked at you're starting to put like a magnifying glass on that and they you know that the the that sediment or whatever you want to call it on the pond comes up and it's just like, Oh man. Mm-hmm. And you got to kind of like face some stuff that, that you haven't been really into face. Is that, has that been your experience? I don't know. I just kept trudging on. I yeah, guess, me know? too. I mean, I was just like, I knew that I was like, I'm not going back to corporate America. Like I promised myself that. Yeah. So I'm just like, Gonna keep going, keep on yeah, going, so keep going. I, I kind of let go of money too at that point. I was like, yeah. forget it, I don't want it. Me you too. Know, I was blah blah like blah. And, but then you know, yeah, I ended up coming, moving back to the city, and but but I had a different perspective at that point. You know? Right. What was <laughs> your different ex- perspective? Um, I don't know. I was just way into Tai Chi and being in harmony with nature and. Just connecting. I mean, I, I was uh, mindful, and I don't know. I was doing a lot of like sparring, martial arts. Nice. Head like, yeah. It was more like that vibe. I don't know. It, it was like a good, good uh, chapter for me. Yeah, it's like a it's a purge. I think I, I also call it that. Of like, I and I, I'm speaking for you. So I don't know for sure, but the way that I see it is, you kind of went there you went out there and you kind of purged your old way of life yeah. into like this new you or something. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, one of, one of the reasons I went there is because I had this like realization. One of the realizations I had, I, was, I remember clearly, you know, walking down the street and walking, just realizing that everybody, including myself, we were all brainwashed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, Whoa, man. And I just, and you know, I wrote, wrote an essay about it and you know, all this and that, but, part of me just wanted to get away from all that you know i knew i I needed to separate myself from that system for a while yeah and i thought i was just going to stay separate from it you know that was my goal to stay away but i ended up you know getting away for a while then going back but with a a new perspective i guess nice yeah cool thanks for sharing that yeah so like for me you know i told you i you know move out to phoenix and then I, you know, chickens are coming home to roost yeah. again. I'm like, I got to get a job. Like I can't, I'm just like, I'm, I cannot ask my parents for money one yeah. more time. I'm not making money. Uh, hold on a second. I'm not making money, um, selling solar. So I have to get like a, a um, I have to get like a corporate job again. Yeah. And my a friend gets me this job. So I start at CDWG again and 
you know, like I get the health insurance and like, what do I turn to get the Adderall again? <laughs> and then, okay. so again, like yeah. I start like, you know, you know, I've already, I've, so at this point I've opened more of my spiritual centers, you know, yeah. starting to kind of like open up to the universe. And like, when you mix that with this substance, it's almost uh -huh. like a NOS injection into your spiritual system. That's what I call it. It would really just wow. like, uh -huh. it would like my energy centers would just like, whoo. And, uh, but I'd be really, really ungrounded and, uh, mm -hmm. and I'd have, you know, all these, it was, I have these intense experiences. So anyway, I'm, I'm back in there and I'm, I'm learning how to, and that this is kind of more of a bliss stage when I'm taking this. So I'll just kind of skip over like, but I was like learning how to public speak and I started mm -hmm. to do like a multi-level marketing business. Mm -hmm. And at one, <laughs> I, I knew I couldn't stay in corporate America because that wasn't my mission. So I was like, I was just biding yeah. my time to try to find something where I could feel free. Yeah. And I got, this is when I, you know, I start to get kind of sucked into like the MLM stuff you know, like the multi-level marketing and okay, yeah. there is this thing called empower network where like, they said like you could sell like inspirational products and, uh, and like live from home and make money. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. that's what I want to do. So I started to go to some of those conferences mm -hmm. and, and you know, again, I'm ungrounded and I, uh, at one point I was like, I just got this hit and I don't know if it was, my higher self or it was something else, but it was like, you need to quit your job. You need to quit your job and just go and just like have faith and just go like try this and, and just like kind of like burn the boats or burn the bridge behind uh -huh. you and just yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just did this crazy thing. I do not recommend doing this. Uh -huh. <laughs> I like, I just one day I, and I had, I had just like made this like big, I made this big sell sale, of, like mm -hmm. all these computers. I was selling computers to like schools, like Catholic schools and stuff. I made this big sale and I had yeah. like this money. Yeah. I had like probably like $3,000 saved up. Uh -huh. And I was like, I'm just going to quit my job and then just like try to make money selling, doing Empower Network. Uh -huh. So I did it. I literally just showed up one day and quit. And also there was a little impetus too because they were going to move my CDWG. They were going to move that to Chicago. So I was either going to have to go to Chicago to um to live and work there or i was gonna have to um start my whole business book over again and mm -hmm. i was like oh man i don't want to start my because now i was gonna have to like do all this cold calling and right. just didn't want to do it so i literally quit my job flat out that day go home feel liberated and then go through all again more crazy <laughs> spiritual crazy okay. uh -huh. stuff uh -huh. you know just i don't even know how to explain it get involved with this spiritual community yeah and I, at this point, I'm like, I just want to fight for a cause, like something that I believe in. Mm -hmm. And so I was like desperately searching for this. And I found this lady, uh, I'm still friends with her, her name's Kimmery. And she was like, she had, they just wrote this document called the Armistice and Accord, which had to do with like, it's really complex, but it had to do with like how a lot of corporations are pillaging nature and, uh, and how like, you know, they've been really doing a lot of bad for the world and taking people's rights away. And they wanted to like walk this document. It kind of showed it through history on what they've all been doing and to bring attention to it. They wanted to like walk it across the country okay. <laughs> and they had like a whole group of people Yeah, and they, they like wanted me to come with them. And I thought, I was like, Oh yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Uh -huh. So I literally just like left my house, meet them in Marina del Rey, California. And I thought there's going to be a bunch of people, but it was just two other ladies. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, 
me, Kimmery, and Cindy, and um, we called it the Freedom Walk. And so we like set out from wow. Mar Marina wow. del Rey, California, to like walk yeah. all the way across the country. Wow. <laughs> we so at first. I thought I was going to walk, but they wanted me to be like a driver. So at first we had two vehicles, like my vehicles up front and then Cindy's vehicles in the back. We made signs and Cindy walked in front and we just like drove at like walking pace down the uh -huh. side and, you know, just walking and then sleeping in our cars. And, um, and we had, you know, we had like a group of people supporting us and that were giving us money to do this basically. Yeah. So we started off doing this and like, you know, it was really exciting and, oh, yeah, we're doing this cool thing. And then, gee, like, probably not but, like, day three or four, I was uh -huh. like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> and it wasn't like I was excited for what I was doing, but, yeah. like, um, how do I say this? Like, well, go ahead. I was going to say you believed in it. Yeah, but, like. The cause. Yeah. W you know, the lady in there, um, one of the ladies in there, Cindy, didn't treat me very well. Oh, I and so I was, I was kind of, I don't really know how to say this other than like, uh, kind of putting up with like a lot of getting yelled at and yeah. emotional abuse in a okay. way. Yeah. yeah. And it was like boot camp. I was getting yelled at all the uh, time. And like, and there was a time when, um, so I was going to move, I was going to move, uh, back into, I had a place that I was going to move in Phoenix. Okay. And so I, and this is not, I don't, when I look back, I don't think this is a smart decision, but whatever. I was going to move back into this house in Phoenix and like we had like this month, we thought we were going to have more money and we didn't hardly have any money. Yeah. And I had to go back to, to move out. And that one of them was, the ladies was sleeping in my car and like, and basically it was like a situation where I was going to have to like leave them there with like no money kind of like, like not mm -hmm. really anywhere to sleep. And they like, they got kind of got upset and basically they're like, if I leave at that time, the ultimatum got put in front of me, either mm -hmm. like leave there and like, don't come back and don't do the walk or I stay and find someone else to live in the house. Mm -hmm. So I decided to stay on the walk and just give up my house. Wow. And I found, <laughs> I found someone to live in that house that day although my roommates were kind of upset at the time, but like I found someone to live. Yeah. So I, I replaced myself, Yeah. but I, I totally just like lost my house mm. and I had all this stuff. And this is where I kind of look back and kick myself for being really irresponsible. Yeah. But like I had all this stuff in my other house and I like, I had a friend who volunteered to go get it out and move it out, but he did a really poor job and didn't get it all. And like my roommate had to like, move like all my stuff out and mm -hmm. he was so pissed at me rightfully so yeah and i, I kind of feel like a bad friend for doing that but okay. whatever that's what happens when you're really ungrounded and uh so i don't have a house now yeah. all of my life is in this thing and it's really starting to turn sour sour yeah. the relationships are getting really bad i'm <laughs> freaking don't have a house walking down the really hot mojave <laughs> desert okay driving two miles an hour yeah two miles an hour <laughs> like almost falling asleep getting yelled at <laughs> and like i we don't have any food like we're like cooking like ramen noodles like on the uh, dashboard uh, like with the sun the, oh, the heat okay. of the sun yeah. cooking the ramen noodles yeah. i was like eating like vienna sausages in the morning and like yeah. Like I had like one little packet of crackers in, in the morning and then I was like looking forward to my PBJs okay, in the yeah, afternoon yeah, sure. <laughs> and we're like walking and uh, 
we make it like we're halfway through the Mojave now, halfway through California. And I remember this one point, like one of them wanted to kick me off the walk. And I was like, I like had like given my whole life to this, given up the house. Yeah. And Cindy wanted to like kick me off the walk. And the other one was agreeing with her for a little bit. I don't know why. I can't remember what the situation was. And everything just welled up. And I had this like deep, super powerful, like bawling experience. I just felt like I had totally, again, it was just this despair. Mm -hmm. Like I had ruined my life Mm -hmm. that like, why did I just let myself do all this? And, uh, I felt like I kind of, I had cleansed something, Mm. you know what I mean? Through that bawling experience. Yeah. I just like let some deep stuff go Uh through that. You know, Uh I had just been pushed as much as I could be pushed. You know, I felt like some warrior in boot camp or something. Uh So we, we made it, we made it across California. And then from that, Uh after that, we, uh, we, that for that point on, we would like drive one car to the end spot and then i would go walk with cindy and so at this point i was walking too yeah and we ended up making it halfway across arizona wow. so we made we made it from the coast of california all the way to halfway across arizona uh-huh. and then there was a big dispute and it all broke up uh-huh. and uh and then me and kim Marie just decided to like travel around in like a little hippie brigade and like crystal skull she had a crystal skull and we just bring it around to different areas and visit like native American uh-huh. reservations and other spiritual communities. Uh-huh. And we were just kind of like this like group after that. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of like another, that was another really hard, I guess I want to say hard yeah. experience for me where, yeah. um, so I guess at this point I kind of got disillusioned like I, it's not just about like I thought I was gonna like help for a cause, but I saw mm-hmm. like how like through this whole experience I realized that like oh my god I'm really not grounded, like mm. I'm just like have these high ideals, but I can't like put the money where the mouth is, and I need to learn how to somehow build some kind of stability in my life. And I guess I should mention that none of my efforts to do the Empower Network thing worked out, and that also didn't work out. So I didn't have any yeah. money except for what these people were. Uh, uh, donating to us <laughs> wow yeah so do you have any other um can you is there any other like dark and either just think of like hard experiences you know? well what pops to mind is just like uh, my breakup with my ex oh, yeah. know, wife with the mm-hmm. kids and it was bad and we hate we hated each other <laughs> it was just tough you know it was mm-hmm. really really hard like, it's this drawn-out thing, of course, you know, and just, I don't know, that was, but, you know, I, I was, what was keeping me sane, I was doing a lot of Tai Chi, mm-hmm. you know, and working on breathing, I would try and get up and meditate with the sunrise, I guess, I remember. Yeah. It was really beautiful, and, um. but it was tough, you know, and then it was hard on the kids, of course, but living not in harmony with somebody was hard on them anyway. Oh, know? totally. And now, now everybody's doing better and there aren't really bad feelings, but that was like a, yeah, that was kind of a quit your job. move. That's when we moved to Verocla, actually. Oh, see, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, quit my job. Boom. Don't have much money. Moved to Verocla. End up living at like a Dreamtime village out in West London. Oh, cool. Yeah. With 
with my girls or with one with one of my girls for a while and the other would come around sometimes and then bam ended up in Viroqua. So each time I see like a clear upgrade through both of those hard experiences yeah, you talked so. about. And that's I think that's what it's all about. I, you know, there's okay. some kind of like purging going on during those times. Don't yeah, you think? I don't know. It's like a karmic. Yeah, karmic cleanse. Okay. I, you know, I guess I'll just speak to one more because yeah. we are running out of time. Um, so I ended up after that when I kind of left, like when me and Kimmery kind of parted ways and where we, we parted ways. And um, I went up to Seattle and I was kind of just doing freelance stuff. And I, I, I made that decision. Like I'm not grounded. I need to go somewhere. And I bit the bullet and I didn't want to do this, but I decided to move to my parents to kind of just regroup. Yeah. And this point like was when, it, when I probably hit like the most rock bottom, like I really hit like a level of kind of real darkness here. Cause I knew I had to like work something out of this fear. Like I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be viewed as like, cause I really was working hard on myself and I really wanted to do something with my life. But like, here I am, no job living at my parents. Like I felt like an absolute loser and I felt like everybody was judging me uh-huh. on like what I was doing. Uh-huh. And I was, again, I was still trying this empower network thing to try to do it. Uh-huh. And you know, I, I just couldn't motivate myself. Although I did write the story of my freedom walk and it got a lot of likes and a lot of people yeah. like around the world really appreciated it. Uh-huh. But, um, so I'm sitting there and just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Luckily I was there for my grandma was, was starting to pass at this point. So I was there to take care of her mm-hmm. when she passed. Yeah. So I, I get involved in a relationship here at, at home that, you know, I knew, I, I, I knew that it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't going to work out long-term, but I definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely fell for this woman. And, uh, you know, I decided that, I knew that I was not, you know, cause she wanted me to move to Mattoon and like all that. And I was like, I, I knew that I couldn't, I just knew that that was not my path. Mm-hmm. So anyway, w- we eventually, sh- we kind of like broke it off on sudden circumstances where it wasn't like properly communicated mm-hmm. and she started seeing somebody else. And I like with being at my parents' house and like the fear of judgment from other people of like what my job is and you know, what I'm doing. And then me like not having success, not having a job, and then like getting kind of heartbroken yeah. in that moment was this like intense like sad. And my grandma mm. died right at that time yeah. too, so there's all these things on top of each other. I just felt. I remember my mom. I was just crying. Like I, I don't know if I've, this deep despair uh-huh. cries. Yeah. And it was just such pain, so painful. I remember how much pain I was in yeah. at that time. I hit like absolute rock bottom. And I, I just remember going out and trying to explain to people what I was doing and then seeing the eyes of judgment and just yeah. like absolutely dreading having to tell people like what I'm doing. Cause I just felt like I was such a loser. Yeah. So I was going to move back w- out West and I ended up moving out to Champaign. This is kind of the, huh. the bedrock uh-huh. of how I got to Roqua because, uh-huh. you know, I started working with somebody now. I started working with my, a coach, like, like a life strategist yeah. and she was helping me like, work myself out of this muck that I yeah. kind of built myself okay. in. Now I wanted to move back out West and join my spiritual communities, but uh-huh. yeah, she was like w- questioning that. She's like, uh-huh. are you just running away from something? And I was like, huh? Yeah, I think I am. Cause I'm in like so much pain right now and I want it to stop. Yeah. 
So I ended up just getting a job. A job miraculously manifested for me in Champaign. And, you know, and I huh. wasn't really happy there either. I kind of just felt like devoid of my spiritual community and like yeah. like-minded people. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm still hurting. And eventually, like, I reach out to my buddy Grant. Yeah. Who I, I think you know, yep. right? Yep. And I met him in Phoenix. And I go out to this, uh, I go out to this, like, conference, the Star Knowledge Conference that he's hosting. And I kind of reunite with him. He had just moved to Viroqua and he said on his way back, it was in Colorado where we did, he was going to drive through Champaign. So he drove through Champaign and mm -hmm. we like reunited and told a bunch of stories, had a great time. And then over the course of the next couple of months, he invited me up to like a, a full moon sweat lodge and then a new moon sweat lodge out in Liberty pole. Yeah. And then next, uh, he, I should wrap up. I'll just close up real quick. Yeah. Next he did, uh, um, he was going to do this project out on this land and he invited me to come and on my way up there, like I got laid off from my, like, again, they wanted me to move to Chicago. They're going to turn my job. I was working for a food distributor. They're going to turn my job into a delivery job rather than just a sales job. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. So like yeah. I came up here and like, this is the first time I came into Roco. I'm like, what's this place? This place, yeah, is, right. you know what I mean? Like I, uh -huh. I, I think I had just like healed uh -huh. from all this gunk and kind of like, purged mm -hmm. out all these emotions and got ready to kind of and i when i first when i got here i was like this is the place where i can like put my roots in this yeah. is where i can yeah. ground yeah. i need to stay in one spot and learn how to be grounded uh -huh. and that kind of sets up you know it kind of sets up some of the what the next stage is but um mm -hmm. you know and i found a job i like went to physiology and found out that she needed help marketing like the, that day uh -huh. and got a job there and then i found a place to live uh, literally the next day and it was just like the yeah. the town just kind of opened up its arms and took me yeah. in the universe was on your side for that one yeah so i guess we should close out um yeah. i'll just say that a cool thing about the dark night of the soul that i that i just realized is right now pretty much you know what this co coronavirus situa situation is a collective dark night of the soul i think mm -hmm. it's a time for us to purge some of these emotions so keep that in mind and maybe this could be about a way to deal with some of the stuck emotions as you're sitting at home, as you're away from work to deal with some of these things to like grow your consciousness and heal. Hmm. Any, uh, final remarks about the dark night of the soul in your journey? Um, I guess I've learned just to have compassion for everybody, no matter, no matter who it is, you know, mm -hmm. we're all like these magical beings to me, every, mm -hmm. every single human. And we're all flawed, and we all, um, but we, we've all beaten the odds just to be here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so everybody, everybody's a miracle to me. And I don't agree with everybody, obviously, but I'm determined to um, love more and fear less, and love more and judge less. Cool. Well, I think we're out of time. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Monty. Cool. Thank this is a great God. conversation. Yeah. And love you guys. I will see you out there. Peace. This is Conscious Bro out.